Welcome, everyone, to the podcast, dude. This is a show about podcasting, about making great podcasts. And I'm joined today on this first episode by my good friend, Sean McCabe, the infamous Sean Wes. Welcome, Sean. Aaron, it's so great to be here. Thank you for coming on the first episode of my show. It's like it was in the old days. Yeah, man. It is. We started We started your podcast uh, coming up on, what is it, 18 months now? Remember when we used to podcast together? Yeah, it's so much has changed. So much, so much. You were the co-host, the original co-host on the Sean West podcast. Yep. Back in the day. Yep. Now, now, so just so people don't get confused, I am I am not the co-host on the podcast, dude, but I'm joining you for the pilot episode today. That's correct. Yeah, because really, I'm not sure I would be doing this show right now if it wasn't for you. This is this is your fault. Okay. You must take all responsibility. No, you know. Hey, I did I did make the music. I gave you one of my tracks for the music. Oh, you like that? Yeah, dude, that's one of my favorite tracks. No, it it is my favorite track, and I just gave it to you. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I'll be talking about this more in a later episode, but music is so important for a podcast. Really? Do you think so? No, I mean, yes, absolutely. So, but as I was saying before, we met actually in Austin. And the only reason we started talking was because um, my good friend, Andy Kyle, he's actually not my good friend. He's just a friend. (laughs) But he said, hey, I know this guy that wants to start a podcast. And at the time, I was helping people edit podcasts and giving them advice and consulting and all that stuff. So he introduced us and you said, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. And here we are 18 months later and things have gotten crazy. And there's so many things. Just from that, just from that one meeting. Yeah, who knows if I would have podcasted. I mean, I I said I was going to do a solo show. And then you were like, hey, you know, I could, I could co-host with you. Yeah. And the rest, as they say, was history. Yeah. Now you've got, you've got a network. Yeah, so the, the podcast dude is on the Sean West Network. That's exciting. Isn't it, though? It is. We're, we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, should I, should I uh, tell them about myself, my background a little bit? Oh, it's your show, man. Yeah, that's right. I'm I just still... a guest here. I'll, I'd love to be back, but that's only if you'll have me. Oh, you're going to be back. There's a lot of things to talk about. So my background, how did I get into podcasting? Well, why am I, why am I starting a show about podcasting? And that's a rhetorical question, Sean. You don't have to answer it. Okay. I think it starts, okay, it starts with music. It starts back when I was 12 years old and I'm, I'm almost 30 now, but when I was 12 years old, I started playing drums and I always kind of wanted to be a musician. As I got into my late teens, I, <laughs> I, I, took, I made a lot of bad choices or I was just being a teenager or whatever. Started partying a lot, wasting a lot of time, doing things that weren't really healthy for me, you know, drinking, experimenting. Uh, I woke up in my early 20s and I really didn't like the life that I had. And I didn't have any skills and I was making, you know, minimum wage, working terrible jobs. And I was just really unsatisfied with the way things were going. So I'd I I decided to make a change and I decided to start pursuing my dreams and my my goals. And I decided that if... So one of my dreams has always been being a touring musician. And it's hard to make money as a musician on the road. 
and I don't want to be broke. I didn't want to be broke. So I was like, all right, I'll find a job that I can do from a laptop. And one of the most obvious things was graphic design, web design. And so I started teaching myself that and podcasting played a huge role in that, in that I could listen to shows about marketing, about business, about being an entrepreneur, about web design, all these shows, all the great shows. And I was learning things while I was, you know, doing daily chores or working at the job that I had that was really kind of mindless and, and soul sucking. And I, I just came to love podcasts because it was, it was like getting to hang out with people I would never have a chance to get to hang out with otherwise. All these really smart, wise people that were just sharing everything they learned. It was, it was really life-changing. And so I fell in love with it. At the same time, I was also studying audio engineering because I wanted to record and produce songs, demos for the bands that I was playing with. But I was studying all this stuff and I was learning about microphones and I was learning about recording and mixing and mastering. And I started a podcast, a tech talk show podcast with some friends that I met on a now de kind of defunct service called app.net. And I had to figure out, okay, how do we host the audio files? How do I mix everything? How do I bounce out an MP3? How do I get it into iTunes? All this stuff. So that was, that was really the start. And then I, a, a lot of the shows I was listening to at the time had pretty bad sound quality. Good content for the most part, but they didn't sound very good. Oh, uh, Aaron, just just yesterday or no? Yeah. No, it was this morning. I was I was trying out a podcast and I forget how bad so many podcasts sound. I mean, they had a they had a guest that was it, it sounded like they were in a tunnel like yelling <laughs> and the audio was clipping and there were plosives, they didn't have a, a, a pop filter and I was trying and I, I couldn't make it more than 5 minutes. I just had to close the tab. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's gotten better recently as there have been more and more people getting into audio quality and, and making great shows and using You're going to help like people processors. with that. Absolutely. We're going to, I'm going to dive into all this stuff and, and really share everything I've learned about recording and, and mixing. But where I was, what I was saying was that there's a show I really, really liked called The Shop Talk Show. And if for anyone who's listened to that show, if you're into web design and development, if you haven't heard that show, go listen. But way back in the day, they were just recording the Skype conversation. Like you and me are talking on Skype right now and they were recording that. <laughs> and it was pretty bad. There were, there were drops. There were parts where the track would just cut out and you couldn't hear what the person was saying. So, so I just, I emailed them. And I just I emailed Chris and Dave and I was like, hey, can I help you guys edit the show? Maybe we can have you record some tracks on your computers. And I bet it'll sound better. I'll do some mixing. I'll do some editing, you know, maybe even handle the show notes, whatever. And they said, yeah, we'd love that. You know, we'll, we'll give you a little bit of money and, and that'll be that. And I said, whoa, like this could be a job. <laughs> you know, I, I saw Dan Benjamin from 5 by 5 He posted a job on Authentic Jobs that was like podcast editor. And it, it just sparked that idea in my head that was like, okay, this combines two skills that I have. One, well, I don't know if you call it a skill, but I love listening to podcasts. I love great podcasts. So that, that passion combined with the audio engineering skills that I'd learned really, really equipped me to help people make good shows. And so... So you're hearing a bunch of shows. You're, you're, a, you're a podcast fanatic, yes. essentially. And you're... you're at, at the time, you had a band, right? You're traveling around with the band. 
you've got like weird hours and different gaps of time in your life, but these podcasts are allowing you to bring these super smart, successful people into the gaps of your life yes. on demand. Yes. And you're listening to all these shows, but it sounds like you're also listening critically to some of the better shows and some of the not so great shows and kind of hearing what the differences are between those. Absolutely. You know, one of the first podcasts I got into was Radio Lab. And for anyone who's ever heard that, that is a insanely well-produced, high-quality, just masterpiece of a podcast. It's done at a level that most normal people can't do just because the guy who creates it spends like a full 40 hours a week on it. Like he's he's working, he's he's putting so much time and care and attention into it. But but you don't have to spend an insane amount of time to do a good job with the show. It's just a little bit of thought beforehand, preparation, a little bit of knowing how to record and then mixing and editing afterwards. So I was hearing I was hearing a lot of great content that was just kind of soiled by poor audio quality or poor editing. And I thought, you know, I, I really feel like I can help these people. And if I could, if I could do this as a day job, this would be amazing. And so I put up a I put up a website, eventually hit number one on Google for podcast editor. And the more time I the more t- clients I took on and the more time I put into this, the more I learned. So it was it was just a multiplier effect where I've gotten I've gotten so much experience in this field. Can I can I share a quote? here that I, I had tweeted just, a, um, I think it was a day ago as of this recording, but it's a quote by Casey Neistat, who's a filmmaker. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I love that quote. I'm going to put it on my site, but please okay, okay. go ahead. I want to share it. So people, they, they ask Casey, um, incredible filmmaker, if you haven't checked him out, yeah. Casey Neistat, I'm sure you'll put that in the notes. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Where can that people was a go qu- to how find is that a the question? notes for this episode? I believe it's thepodcastdude.com. Slash one. Slash one. Yep. So people, they'll ask Casey, they'll say, why don't you just have an intern edit your movies for you? And Casey says, editing is the difference between a pile of paint that you bought at a store and a finished Picasso. The edit is the difference between a pile of paper and a pencil and the Iliad, a pile of instruments and the Beatles. There's nothing mechanical about editing. The edit is where the story is told. The edit is where the movie is crafted. The edit is what matters more than anything else. That's such a good quote. Yeah, that, that guy makes great stuff. I, I love that quote. And, and you know, there's, there's super, super talented people who have spent, you know, tons of hours, hundreds or thousands of episodes of shows where they can just show up and they can do a really good show, provide a ton of value with little to no editing. And I'd say they're probably like the 1% in, well, not just the podcasting world, but any kind of media. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, they really need to think about preparing their message beforehand and then editing out the things that aren't relevant. And a lot of people, they're not really thinking super consciously about that. And so one of the benefits of hiring Aaron for podcast editing is he's he's going to help you tell that story and it sounds like that's what you were doing for your clients. Yeah, you know when I when I first started it was a little bit more about just straight up editing and maybe basic show notes, but as I got into it and I realized that I I genuinely wanted to help people make better shows. So I started becoming more involved with asking questions like why are you doing this? <laughs> 
not not in a negative way, but you know, what what who are you trying to reach and who are you trying to provide value to? But even that, there were there was so much I learned about asking the right questions from you. So I I want to I want to go back to where we met in Austin, and I I believe it was was it August or July of 2013. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and and you know we got introduced, and you said you wanted to show you wanted to start a show. So I asked, you know, all right, what's it going to be about? And you said, well, design and creativity. And let me ask you again, when, when you first started the show, why did you want to start a podcast? For me, the reason was I had a lot of experience with client work, especially in the design world. And I was kind of getting into starting up more of my own business, mm. doing entrepreneurial stuff. But I had a lot that I wanted to share on client work mm -hmm. and just professionalism in general. And the reason I hadn't done it prior to that point is I, I wanted to be at a place where I was phased out of client work so I could kind of look at it objectively because it would be really hard to speak about, you know, to speak to the ideals of client work when you're in the middle of client work, mm. you know, because you're kind of worrying like, well, if I start you know, speaking with conviction here about clients and I'm in the middle of a job and this client listens, you know, is that going to make things weird? You know, and I was, I was hesitant. And maybe if I was, if I was super professional and did everything right, you know, dotted all the I's and crossed the T's, maybe I could have done that and not worried about a client listening when we're in the middle of a project. But basically I decided to wait until I had phased out of client work because I was working on products and uh, teaching and courses mm -hmm. to start teaching that stuff. So basically, I wanted to do a podcast where I talked about design and talked about client work and professionalism, all all in the context of business and creativity. Yeah. And, and, and I was on board with that because at the time, I was still very much interested in learning about all those things. And I, I saw the value right away. But, you know, when when we started the podcast, I think you were and have always been very focused on providing value to the listeners, to the people listening to the podcast. And I, at the time, I think I was still in learning mode. So it was a little bit more about me. I was curious. Obviously, I wanted to do something that would entertain and educate people, but I wanted to learn. And over over time, I've, I've, I've kind of learned that when you start a podcast, it you do need to be thinking about providing value to the people that are going to listen to you. And now, if, when you say when you say providing value, what do you mean? Like, what's the alternative to that, or what do you see a lot of people doing that you think they they should maybe do differently? So, providing value is is really just about. Well, I I've been learning a lot about storytelling recently, right? And this is huge. I think with podcasting and even making music. Uh, video, anything. It's about a story. So you're you're starting one place and you're taking the listener or the viewer on a journey and you're going to arrive in a different place and hopefully they'll learn something from that. So what I see in a lot of podcasts is not really focusing on what they're giving, but they're just, they're, it's almost more like taking, like we're going to show up and we're just going to talk about whatever we feel like. And they're not thinking about what the audience is experiencing or what the audience is going to take away from that. So it's kind of like we're just going to show up and we're going to talk. And essentially, it's taking people's time 
but you're not thinking about what you're going to give them in exchange for that time or the reason that you're showing up and talking. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and it it's surprisingly not hard to do to start with just that that question, you know, what am I what is someone going to take away from this? Right. But when you do start with that question, it changes everything. Because So for the for this episode here, we're talking about who you are, who who I am, how we met, why we're doing this, how podcasts changed our life. And what people may not know is that you started out with an outline. I mean, I'm looking at the outline you shared with me here. It's how to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. We're starting off with who you are, how I fit into this, then, you know, why someone should start a podcast, who is the show for, what topics are you going to cover in this show, gear, recording, that you've got a bunch of things listed out here. And then at the end, you've got takeaways. So you're coming into this episode asking yourself, why should someone listen to this? Who am I trying to reach and what am I going to give them? Yeah. And, you know, it was funny. I was I was thinking about this beforehand. <laughs> the first episode is called How to Start a Podcast. And I, it's weird. I'm doing a show about podcasting, but at the same time, I am going through the process of starting my own podcast. So it's it's very meta. It is very meta. <laughs> it's, it's it, it, it uh, you know inception and all that stuff going, going well I, I i like how you're starting this out because most people and and not to say you won't talk about the gear because that is a big part of it but most people just jump straight to the gear oh you want to start a podcast let's talk about mics i like that you're taking one step back even further from that and saying why are you doing this yeah because it is important so so why why should someone start a podcast and I have a couple notes on this and then I want to dive a little bit deeper into this. But one, you can build an audience and that's great. You know, everyone likes an audience, especially if you're doing client work, if you're doing products, all this stuff. And an audience is important for a lot of reasons, but you'll also become known as an authority in whatever your field is, whatever you're podcasting in. We know you as as an expert hand letterer and so many other things because you share those things with us. And I'm going to say that the podcast has been pretty huge for you and you don't have to share numbers, but you know, I was reading about this this yesterday. I, I actually looked up why people shouldn't start a podcast because I was curious. I was like, all right, I, I have a lot of reasons why you should start a podcast, but what are some of the reasons you shouldn't start a podcast? That's totally an article you should write. <laughs> right. But, you know, I came across I came across a blog post that was like, you know, Podcasts just really aren't that effective. People don't, you know, I, I I sponsored a podcast once and only like one out of a thousand people clicked on my clicked on my ad. And so it's just not a very effective way to reach people. And this guy got all these replies that were like, we, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. We found you because of this podcast, you know, and we started to trust you because we heard your voice because you're speaking to people. Writing is great. And don't get me wrong. I love reading a good article and reading tweets and all that kind of stuff. But there's something so different and personal about hearing someone talk about it's it's almost like being in the same room. It's like a conversation. It is so much more effective, I think, at, well, it's at very, building it's, trust. It's very intimate. I yes. mean, think about how many people you allow. I, I don't know about you, Aaron. I think you have pretty good mic technique. I'm about three inches at the most away from my microphone. Yeah, me too. How many people do you allow 
to be three inches from your ear. I would I, I would say most of them are those that are pretty close to you. So it, it does have this kind of intimacy. Yeah. The only the only time I can think uh, other than my girlfriend, the only people I think that get that close to my ear are the community members that I hugged for an extended period of time at Creative South a couple weeks ago. That was a good time. Oh man, so many hugs. But yeah, so so that's so that's intimate, but uh, a couple other reasons why someone should start a podcast is you're going to learn more about whatever it is you're starting a podcast about. You know. Now hang on. I thought you I thought you had to be an expert to teach this stuff. What do you mean learning? Learning. Okay. Sean, would you call me an expert at podcasting? See, I think of you as one. Correct. But that's because I started a website. I work full I've worked full time on podcasts for a year now. Like that has been my job for the past year. But there are still so many things I don't know about podcasting. Do you know I've never I've never actually set up and streamed a podcast live? Well, I'm, you're going to do that now. We're we're, <laughs> yeah. we're actually streaming it now to the community members. This show is live. Right. See, you you've done that. You've done that a lot. You know how to do that. I've never had to do that myself. There are so many things I do know about, but there are so many more things that I'm going to learn because I'm starting a podcast about podcasting. And I'm going to bet that that's something that you end up teaching. Oh, And absolutely. the reason you're able to teach it is because you had to do it yourself and you're going to learn how to do it so that you can teach it. Exactly. And this this applies to anything. I mean, <sighs> you've shared you've shared a lot. How many episodes of Sean West have you done so far? Your podcast? I believe we're 165 in as of this recording, but your show doesn't launch till next month. Uh, yeah. Anyways, so 160 episodes in. Did you have any idea when you started of all the different topics you were going to cover, all the things you were going to learn, all the just all the information that you were going to share and absorb and, and teach and, and get back? No way. Not not even close. I had a few topics prepared and there was there was no way I had 160 episodes of information to share with people. All I did was just start up with a commitment to show up in podcast. Right. So knowing that you had to show up in podcast twice a week, which I I need to remind you is crazy. That's crazy. Two two hour long shows a week is crazy. But write that down. Crazy. (laughs) But you committed to it. And so you got to show up and provide value. So that that puts your mindset in almost a constant. I mean, I think you had a like always be learning mindset anyways. But I know that as you're going through the week, you're paying attention to things and you're writing stuff down and you're, you know, you catch a little nuggets and you go, okay, that would be good to put in a podcast. Mm. And because of that, it's it changes your mindset. I'm so glad that you brought up the the learning thing. So many people think, well, I shouldn't start a podcast. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not expert enough. You're saying start a podcast to learn. And I know for me, I, I've had my mindset changed because of it. Mm-hmm. Everything now is an opportunity to teach something. Yes. Hey, that's something, you know what? Like you see the world in a different sense. Like this is something that I could teach. This is something that I could help other people to, uh, you know, to learn better or do better. This is something I could bring to the show. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's that's another great reason to start a podcast and you don't have to be an expert in something to start a podcast. You know, start with start with 10 or 20 topics, just really simple. 
start writing. Even knowing that you, 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 you're planning on showing up and writing will start, it'll make your brain start thinking about capturing little bits and pieces here and there to use for your show. So that's great. And then another, another really great thing about podcasting and the, a great reason you should start is that podcasting is about building new relationships. You will make new friends. And, you know, you and I wouldn't be friends right now if it wasn't for podcasting. We met because you were interested in starting a podcast. And it turned into this whole crazy long friendship that has benefited me in so many ways. And you eventually built a whole community around your podcast, which is... <laughs> there's so many people in here now. And they're all my friends too. It's... Okay, tell me a little bit about your community. So the community is a, a group of people who are essentially entrepreneurs, people in various stages of wanting to forge their own path, maybe start their own business, do their own thing, freelance or sell products or teach other people. Maybe they're still in a day job, but they're working towards that. The community is a, a bunch of people who have similar mindsets of, you know, sticking with their values, professionalism, and just all around encouragement. It's a very positive atmosphere. And we stream these shows live, all of the shows on the, the Sean West Network, we stream them live to the community. And so pretty much every day we have a show and there's a, a topic where everyone kind of comes to discuss this one topic. But we also have the live chat and mobile app available 24-7. So there's just people constantly connecting and discussing things. And it's just, it, it's it's insane. Like, I mean, someone, I think it was uh, Matt... Someone, I think it was Matt, somewhere I'm trying to find in the backlog, he was talking about how he couldn't believe that the Sean West podcast only launched 18 months ago. Right. And there's there's some weird time warp where uh, I think it was Corey or someone else or, or Terrence said, it's like the amount of things that you learn in such a short amount of time make it feel like it, it surely has been so much longer than it's been. Yeah. And you know, this all this all happened because you decided to start a podcast. I mean, I know I know you had you had Twitter followers, you had Instagram followers, you had people that emailed you when you were before you started a podcast when you were just writing and doing blog posts and videos and interviews and all that stuff. That stuff's great too. But think of how many people have now met and become friends from this podcast. I have okay, first off, I have you as a client. Right now, you're currently sending me four shows a week to edit, which is practically full time. <laughs> it's a lot of things, right? But I've met I've met another community member, Adam Martin, who does Makers of Sport podcast, great show. I've I've met so many people just from this one podcast, and so I know that starting a podcast, if you if you think about providing value and if you care about what your listeners even if it's just 20 people that are listening to your show in the beginning, get to know them, open yourself up to, to growing those relationships. And it, it can be life changing. Yeah, back on the note, you were you were talking about, um, you know, number of downloads or someone was saying it's, it's not really effective. Um, man, it's, it's, it's so podcasts are so engaging. It, like we said, it's, it's very intimate. And so if you have 20 listeners, that's incredible. That's 20 people that allowed you to come three inches from their ear. 
right? Right. You, you got 20 people. Like, you probably don't even have that many people in your, your real life that will listen to you. That's an opportunity. That's an opportunity to share. And so for the people just starting out, don't get caught up in the numbers. I, I say show up every day for two years and don't expect to see any results in that time. The, the way I think of it, Aaron, is I come across podcasts and TV shows and, and some of the, the best ones, my favorite ones, I didn't discover until at least two years into it. Mm. You know, I didn't listen from or watch from the pilot episode like maybe some people are doing with this show or maybe some people are with um, with, with TV shows. You know, a lot of the, the ones that end up being my favorites have been around for a couple of years by the time I listen. And I'm so excited. I go back and I, I binge listen or binge watch all of the episodes and I'm really deep into it. I'm, in, I'm engaged. And I remember this one podcast. I went back and listened to all of it. It was, I think it was 90 or 100 episodes. And I caught up. And they had some sort of community to join. This was well before I'd started my own podcast, before I had a community. And I was ready to join this thing. I was just so on board with what they were talking about. And by the time I caught up, he'd been doing this about two years. I had just discovered it a couple months ago. Binge listened to all of them. I caught up and he's he was like, yeah, you know, uh, we're just we're going to move on to some other things. You know, we're not we're not going to be doing the podcast anymore. Thanks for listening. And I was so disheartened. Mm-hmm. Like I felt so let down. You know, I just discovered it. It was so new for me. And of course, for him, he'd been showing up consistently for two years. He feels like he's been doing this for forever, for his entire life, basically. <laughs> That's what it feels like when you're a podcaster, yeah. when you're a blogger and you're showing up and you're not getting those numbers. You're not seeing the downloads you want. But I say just keep going. Do it for the people that are going to discover you in two years. Mm-hmm. Do it. Do it for the five people that are listening and really like what you're saying. They're your ambassadors. Yes. If you if you don't care about those people because the numbers aren't big enough, you're never going to get there because those people are the ones that are going to spread the word. Wow, th- this guy. I I listened to his podcast. I tweeted at him. I emailed him. I subscribed to his newsletter, and he wrote back to me. Yeah. I'm going to tell my friend about that. It's a it's a great feeling. And, and that leads to a better understanding of the people in your audience, the pe- mm. your listeners. If you, if you start a podcast with them in mind and then engage with the people that are responding to that and have conversations and ask them questions, you're going fi- to start to learn what they're struggling with, what they're having a hard time with, what they like about your show, maybe what they don't like about it. If you're open to that conversation you can start to refine your content and tailor your content to those people, which in turn, <laughs> you say this all the time, people think you read minds because you ask a question and then you actually listen. And people yeah. people in the chat just go crazy. They're like, how, how did you know I was thinking about that? You're like, well, I asked the question yesterday. <laughs> That's the key to, to a successful podcast or a successful blog is not just showing up and writing what you want to write for you, but actually doing it for the reader, which makes total sense when you think about it. Right. You're not the one that's going to be reading your own blog post. The other people are. So you want to write, you want a podcast about what they want to hear. And you got to be listening to them for that. And so Terrence quotes me in the chat room right now. He says, show up uh, every day for two years and don't expect any results in that time. Guess what? I still have this mindset. We have hundreds of people in the community. I have 
nearly a million downloads on the podcast. And I still like to me, this is I'm expecting no results. This is nothing to me like this is on the cusp of exponential growth. Mm -hmm. Like to me, the Sean West podcast is just getting started. This is only the beginning, mm -hmm. as we say, like because it 18 months in, right? We haven't even started yet. That's that's where my mindset is. Any extra exposure that you get in that time is just a bonus. Right. Are we scaring people away? Were we supposed to tell them like, hey, show up and do two episodes, not two years? Uh, no, no. I, I see. I think this is something people don't think about. And, you know, I'm going to go a little bit off off subject here and, and say that this is kind of intimidating to me showing up for, well, who knows, maybe indefinitely, even thinking about showing up and providing value every day or every week for two years. Forget twice a week. I'm just going to do once a week. Uh, but showing up every week for two years is intimidating. You, you start to doubt yourself, or at least I do. I say, how am I going to come up with a great half an hour, hour long show every week? But you just, you really just got to go for it. I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to spend the time it takes to prepare, to show up, to listen to the people that engage with me. You know, if someone asks me a question at the chat, if someone sends me an email, I'm going to, I'm going to pay attention to that and I'm going to talk to them and I'm going to use that to fuel future episodes. I'm getting to know my audience. I'm building relationships. That's why I'm podcasting. It's not... And if you don't have the answer, you're going to go find out. You're going to learn. Exactly. So, so, it so it benefits me too. And that's, it's, you know, it's a win-win situation. But it's scary, you know? I know you've, you've had struggles. You've shown up, you've, you've shown up on a Tuesday or a Thursday when you record and you say, guys, man, like this is hard today. I don't know what I'm talking about tomorrow. <laughs> right. Like, but I'm going to figure it out because I'm going to show up. Right. And the cool thing is, is now you have this, this community of people, your audience that you can go to and you can ask them and you can say, what are you guys struggling with? What should I do a show about? And they're going to tell you. And you got some options there, which is so much different than just sitting alone in your room and thinking like, ah, what am I going to podcast about this week? It's got to be about the audience. Got to be about providing value and building relationships. So, <laughs> wow, we got uh, that got that got kind of intense for a minute. Is that what we're? Should we expect that from this show? Or yeah, you know, it. <laughs> you're, you can edit all that out. No, that's fine. You're gonna. Okay. You're not gonna be on every episode. But I do actually. I want to talk about now. I want to talk about what who the show is for, and then what I'm gonna be talking about on the show. Because this is important. You know, this episode is titled How to Start a Podcast. But there are so many things <laughs> that I couldn't get to them all in an hour. I couldn't do them all justice. But I do want to give you an overview of what the process looks like. So we've covered the why. You know, why are you going to start it? Why should you start a podcast? What's going to happen? What's what's the best way to think about it? But now I want to talk about the how. So so this show is going to be about how. You know, how do I, how do I start a podcast? What do I need to buy? You know, what do I need to do to record? How do I set up all the gear? All that stuff. It's for anyone who wants, this show is for anyone who wants to start a podcast or make the podcast they have better. Because I come in and I, I meet people that are, that have been podcasting and they say, you know, this isn't getting me the results I want. I'd like to do a better job. I'd like to upgrade my gear. You know, maybe, maybe I can refocus on providing more value. And I think after, hopefully after hearing this episode, anyone who has a podcast is going to go and think about that. But 
So this is also for people who have podcasts already. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there's going to be some overlap to anyone who's just interested about audio or interested in audio in general. Because the skills that I learned by editing podcasts actually have helped me when making video. They've helped me when recording interviews, when recording bands, demos, all that stuff. So I'm going to be covering a lot of stuff like that. But So the topics that I'm going to be covering during the show. First, gear, right? You got to have some kind of microphone, some kind of interface if you're using a non-USB microphone. You've got to record the sound, right? So we're going to be talking about microphones. I say we. I'm going to be talking I'm, about microphones. Yeah, I'm not going to be on the show, but I am interested in hearing how you address that because there's there's always the interesting uh, quality versus cost right. issue. And, and you know, and it's and it's fair to address that. I I personally believe that people should invest in great microphones. I'm talking spending more than $200 on microphones and interfaces. But I realize that that's not a reality for most people. So I want to go over the options. And, you know, if you only have $100, here's what you need to buy. And here's, and then, and then recording. So here's what you need to do to set the levels right. What what program you're going to use. You know, how do you record guests? If you want to interview someone over Skype or over the phone, how do you do that? So I'm going to be I'm going to be going into detail about that, about streaming, and then also about editing. You know, how do you how do you edit a show so that it doesn't sound all chopped up and unnatural? Should you edit at all? I know there's a lot of podcasters and some very good ones that that don't think you really need to do much editing. I don't agree with that. I don't think you have to cut out every little bit of silence or every single filler word or um or mistake. People have a natural way of speaking and that's fine. But there are things that you can cut out to... It's really about respecting the listener. It's about taking things out that they don't need to hear or super long pauses that don't need to be there or coughs that you can cut mm-hmm. out. It's, it's polishing. It's saying, hey, I care about this enough to give you, the listener the best version of this that I that I can right now. I think a lot of people might think that edited podcasts are these things where it's super highly produced and it doesn't sound natural and and really I think what you what you're talking about is people don't they, they'll often say this they don't even realize that the show is edited and that's kind of the point. Yeah. Yeah, I I love to say that if someone listens to something that I edited and they notice the edits then I'm not doing a good job. How do you like that, Aaron? That your job, if you do your job well, no one knows you exist. <laughs> I'm I'm great with that. I because I see, you know, I I, I keep an eye on uh, on some of the Twitter accounts of the shows that I follow, and nothing makes me happier than to see someone tweet out like, "Oh my gosh, this Shop Talk show sounds so good, and they're doing such a great job," and they don't ever mention me, but I know they're talking about my work. <laughs> they don't even know they're talking about my work. But I know, I know what the show sounded like before I edited it and before I did the mixing and the mastering. And it makes me happy. And, and the point is to make your listeners happy with that. So, so I'm going to be going into a lot of depth about editing content, about mixing and mastering, all the plugins, all that kind of stuff. So, so that's going to be great. And then we talked about this a little bit, a little bit earlier, but... I'm also going to be going, doing some shows about writing and preparing show topics and outlines. 
I, I actually, maybe I could have you on a show because I know you prepare for shows. I do. Yeah, I, I would be happy to be on that show. Yeah. So you said something um, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was at the conference, right? You said, start with the takeaway in mind. Mm-hmm. And that, I feel like you've said that before, but it really, really resonated with me this time. Because when you start with the takeaway in mind, in, in terms of podcasting, so that goes, all right, here's, here's the topic for the episode. What's the takeaway? And it could be anything from, you know, how to launch a WordPress blog to how to design a header image for your blog post. But if you start with that, just with the single idea, the single takeaway, then you can get a whole show out of that because you start with, this is how I do it. So then I start with, all right, break it down. What are a couple of like headlines or bullet points that I want to touch on that? And then I just keep expanding and it turns into this outline similar to what I have right now. And we've gone so far off of this outline. Like we've had these little side discussions. None of this is is scripted. And I think a lot of people think, oh, well, I don't want to prepare my show. Then it's going to sound scripted. We're not talking about necessarily writing every word. We're just saying have a takeaway so it's not just, okay, I'm going to show up, turn on the mics, and hopefully we get something out of this. Hopefully there's a point and we don't just end at some point because we're like, oh, the file is going to be too large if we keep going. But you actually have a purpose for being there. And that that doesn't mean you can't have these little uh, explorations and adventures along the way. Mm -hmm. And I I love those those side rails. You know, it's it's natural. Podcasting doesn't have to be about being so rigid and lifeless that, you know, stick to the script, you know, no going off script. No, no, this is this is in a sense, it's, it's a conversation. It's also a live performance. You know, we do it live. We're streaming to the community members right now, which is so cool. But even even still, you, you, you have the flexibility, but you have to prepare beforehand. You have to know what it is you're going to be talking about and what you're providing to the listeners. So, you know, you know what I like to say is you want to have these little magical moments of spontaneity, but you can't have spontaneity without structure. I love that. Because then you just have chaos. You have anarchy. But if you have structure, if you plan, not 100%, no, don't plan every single word, but plan a, a good amount of it, then within that structure, you can have these little spontaneous moments. Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, as a, as a musician, I love that freeform. Jazz does this a lot where you're just getting inspired by the things the other people are playing and vice versa. So you'll say something, it'll spark something in my mind, and I'll go off on a subject and then something that comes from that will give you an idea of something to talk about. And, you know, and that's great. But like you said, you do have to start with at least an outline. So I'm going to be going, I'm going to be talking to you about this. I think I'm going to bring some guests on here to talk about how they prepare for shows because there are some shows that do it really, really well. And, and so I want to talk to them. I'm also going to do a show about show notes, which you... Now, what are those? Uh, <laughs> you're famous for show notes. How many, could you, could you give me an estimate, an average word count for show notes for your podcast, the Sean West podcast? In the old days, it was 2,000 words. Now it's like four to 6,000. Four to 6,000 words per episode. I like to set the bar high. Yes, you do. So <laughs> we'll cover, I think we'll do a, a show about that too. We'll, we'll throw that in with the writing and the preparing. Because now we're, we're that's we're we're kind of setting a high bar, but that's not the requirement. No, no, no. And and I do I do basic show notes, what I call basic show notes. 
And so I'm going to share how I do that. I use, there's a couple of tools that I really like. Text Expander helps me write those, you know, envy all. Anyways, we'll get into that. That's going to be a Markdown. show. Markdown. Markdown. You got to talk about Markdown. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Markdown. Um, and then also, I'm going to be doing some shows about what I call sticking with it, right? Showing up. Because that is important. It's, it, it, it's important to show up consistently every week. So this is a show for people who want to do podcasts or have started a podcast and want to do a better podcast, want to make their show even better, whether that's gear, whether that's workflow, whether that's mindset or motivation. Absolutely. All the things. I like it. I'm going to listen. I, thank you. I'm gonna, that's a lot of pressure for me, man. I told you I told you before the show that well, I think it was before the show anyways that knowing that you're doing such a good job you know you, honestly you've really inspired me in in all aspects of life to do a better job to really to push myself and to create something that's valuable I in my music in my writing in my work all this stuff so you know thank you That's for that. awesome man. Yeah yeah. yeah. I I, th- I think a lot of people feel the same way and that's why the community's so rad. Oh, speaking of the community, I don't know if you're ready for this, but we we've got a bunch of questions if you want to get to them. Uh, yeah, I think I think I'm good. Let's do it. I think the listeners are really going to like this. Oh man. Okay, so uh, I'm going to start with one here. I I kind of answered this in the chat, but I want to know if you have a different answer. Sure. Ju- Justin says, "What's the single most common mistake people make when starting a new podcast?" And I, I guessed that you would say what you said earlier, which was not preparing ahead of time or not planning a takeaway. But was I right, or do you have a different answer? You're actually you're actually right, and I will just expand a little bit. I, I actually do get asked this question, or I think about this question a lot. If I could tell someone what the single most common mistake is, it's actually really two things. One, it's not thinking or learning enough about audio quality beforehand, because when you start a podcast, you really have one shot to make a good first impression. Okay, let's bring in the, there's like a couple other questions that relate to this here. So oh, all Corey, right. Mil- Corey Miller says, is it more important to just get started and iterate or to get started right? And then Sarah also asks, what is the level of audio quality that you consider the minimum to start? So there's this this balance of, hey, you know, you got to get started with whatever you have versus well, you only have one chance to make a first impression. Where do you fall on that spectrum? Okay, here's what I think. Audio quality aside, you do need to prepare for the show. So write an outline, start with an idea, even if it's just kind of basic. If you're comfortable talking, if you can do 10, 15, 20, 30, 60 minutes, whatever you feel comfortable with, and you can talk about a subject, if you can explore some ideas, if you can give some kind of value to anyone who's going to listen to that, that's good. The audio quality minimum that you need to meet is you need to have some kind of microphone that is not the built-in microphone on your laptop or those little the little earbuds that Apple gives you with your iPhone. And funny trick about that actually, shout out to Justin for sharing this, is that the the reason it's not a good idea to use the inline mic on those earbuds is because if you're just if they're just resting, if the mic's resting against your clothes, if you move around at all, you get this really terrible scratching sound but if you if you want to get around that you can actually hold the microphone away from your chest kind of in front of your mouth almost like you would a handheld mic and you can actually get okay sound but you you want to make sure you record in a room that is not super bare super blank walls 
because you'll get a lot of room echo. So you get the sound, the sound of your voice bouncing off the wall and coming back into the microphone, which is just annoying. You, you need to record in a quiet room that is as dead as possible. So just no echo, no reverb. If you've got a laptop, even a closet, because the, 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 the clothes will dampen the sound. Right. It'll, it'll prevent echo. Right. The, the, they'll, they'll, the fabric will kind of absorb the sound. The shape will bounce the, the sound waves off in lots of different directions, which is called diffusion. But So you really need to re- record in a quiet place without a lot of background noise. You need to make sure you don't have AC, fans, dogs barking, just... Uh, try to get it as quiet as possible. And then you need to learn about setting input levels if you have a microphone where that's kind of an option. I know a lot of USB mics do, some of them don't. And then if you have a non-USB mic, a traditional XLR microphone like the Shure SM7B we use with an interface, you have to learn how to set input gain levels right so that your levels are not too hot or too quiet. So that is that is kind of the starting point. You have to have an idea that you can talk about and you have to record some audio that doesn't sound terrible. You know, you that, <laughs> that's a decent that's a decent answer without going super deep, which you can you can and will, I'm sure, dedicate entire shows to answering. Yes, yes. So another question, again from Justin: If you're coming at podcasting from blogging, how do you need to shift your mindset to adapt to the new medium? I'm I'm actually going to say if you're coming at podcasting from blogging, you're in a good spot because. If you have a blog post, you can use you can adapt that content to a podcast very very easily. And so that's the idea, right? Write something when you're blogging, you're writing something that people will be interested in reading. So if you take the topics of that or if you take the headlines or even the whole thing and just read it out, if you're okay at reading, if you can speak confidently, then you have a podcast right there and people are going to enjoy that possibly even more so than reading it. You know, different people consume content in different ways. But I, I think it's actually it's actually fairly similar. You're about to say something? No, I, I didn't realize you had more on that one. So I had another question that I was going to uh, bring in, but keep going. No, I'd bring in the other question. Okay, so why are so many shows about an hour long? Can shorter or longer longer shows work and reach big audiences? So I have an answer for this, and then you can follow. Do it. There's no, there's no golden rule of you got to hit 22 minutes or you got to go over an hour and a half for people to care. Right. There, it, it, it's different for everyone. It's different for every show. My answer, and this goes, this is the same answer for newsletters, blog posts, landing pages, podcasts. Mm. The answer is make it as long as it needs to be. Yes. And the 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 way you know that is don't. Force it to be 20 minutes if you have more valuable stuff to say. And don't force it to be more than an hour just because you think that's what the successful shows do. If you have so much valuable information that it takes that long, don't worry about going over some arbitrary threshold. Just share it with people. That's why we invented the pause button. <laughs> they, they can watch it. They can listen to it. They can consume it whenever they want. They can stop at any point. Just give it all to them and let them consume it the way that they want to. So if you have a lot to share, make it long. Don't worry about it. If you don't, make it short. That's it. Yeah. No, I I agree with that. Working with podcasters a lot, there have been a lot of people that have told me like, okay, hey, we recorded an hour of audio, but we want to cut this down to 20 minutes. 
And my first, my first reaction is, why? Why would you make this shorter? If there's good stuff, why not, why not focus instead on making it be the best show that it can be, including everything that's valuable, and then just discarding or editing out the things that aren't? Now, I know that's a rhetorical question, but I think the answer in people's heads is along the lines of, well, because so-and-so does it. And I think the people that are thinking, I should make a 20-minute show, listen to 20-minute shows, and the ones they listen to are successful. Right. And the thing is, they don't listen to the 20-minute shows that aren't successful because they've never heard of them. And the people that are thinking, oh, I got to make an hour-long show, they listen to hour-long shows that are successful. And once again, they don't know about the ones that aren't. And so it's just kind of this skewed like confirmation bias. And really, it, it's as a result, it, it comes as a result of looking to other people and trying to imitate their success when really, you should just be making the show that you need to make with whatever you have to offer to your audience. Absolutely. I know that this first episode is going to be longer because you and I have a lot to talk about. And we could have a conversation for, you know, we've had four hour conversations before. And I feel like have. If, if we had recorded those, it would have nearly all been value. But it's a lot different when you are doing a solo show or depending on who your co-host is, sometimes... So, so speaking of, Kobe in the chat asks, is it more effective to get a dialogue going by having a co-host or guests? I'm going to say it's easier. It is, yeah. it is easier to, you know, when you started this, when you started the Sean West podcast... You said, I'm thinking about doing a solo show. And I said, I think you could do a good job of that. But I feel like it would be easier if I joined you. So you could have someone to ask you questions, to bounce ideas off, to, to kind of have a conversation. And, you know, what's, what's helped me is thinking about the questions I've already been asked in emails. So people, I started the email newsletter a few months ago. I started writing content for it, sharing blog posts. I asked people for their questions. Some people responded. I saved those questions. I made a mental note to do shows about them. So that's kind of a dialogue right there. And I'm going to continue to do that. But I do think I would kind of like to have a co-host. I I don't know anyone right now that would be interested in being my co-host. That is, that would be a good fit for the show, but I feel like it would make it easier. Yeah, it definitely makes it easier. That's not to say that solo shows can't do well. I think they can, but it's, man, you can't really beat a super good dynamic between people with complementary personalities yes. and perspectives. It's, it's so engaging. I mean, it's just, it's so fun to listen to, but it's also kind of hard to create that magic. Like with, with uh, Ben and me on the Sean West podcast, mm-hmm. if you go back to the earlier episodes, it didn't have that magic. It, it takes time to develop that kind of a, uh, uh, a, a reputation and being able to just kind of riff off of each other. Right, right. And so it, either way, it's going to take practice to do it well, but it definitely helps having someone else on. And I would say even if you're doing guests, it, it helps to have somewhat of a structure. Yeah. So leave leave room, like we said, for people to tell stories. You don't have to script at all, but maybe have some planned questions and some sort of conclusion in mind just so it, it it's more cohesive. Yeah. I was thinking about this yesterday. I wasn't sure if we were going to get to it, but, and I am going to do a a whole show about co-hosts and guests and stuff because I think it's really important. You know, you and I have complementary personality types in that you're a little more introverted. You're a little bit more thoughtful and you plan ahead more. 
And I've I picked up a lot of these good habits that you have. And I'm I'm much more, you know, speak before I think and <laughs> kind of uh, crazy for lack of a better word. But when you're choosing a co-host, I think it's important to keep those things in mind. Honestly, I've joked with Corey Miller before about being a co-host on his show. He's starting a show behind the brand, right? Yeah. Also going to be on the, the, the Sean West Network. I'm looking forward to that. And I joked about, you know, hey, if you need a co-host, I'll do it. But I actually don't think I would be a good fit for him because our personality types are so similar and that we're both kind of intense and dynamic and people persons. But I think he might even be better paired with someone who's a little bit more INTJ, a little bit more introverted. So It's kind of like any kind of partner, whether it's marital or business or co-host. You got to think about that. You got you to treat it kind of like a marriage. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Or even a band, honestly. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of bands out there that they brought someone on just because of their skill or their background. And they didn't really think through the whole, like, we're going to have to sometimes sit down and have uncomfortable conversations and figure things out together stuff. Yeah. And, and, and oh, I don't know. We, we could do a whole show about that. Different topic, Different right? topic. Yeah, yeah. So let's do one more question. What do you think about uh, Brent's question about uh, seasons? I have some thoughts on that. I purposefully wasn't picking it because I have thoughts too and I didn't uh, want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You, do you want, you want full harsh on on this show? Yes. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. So let's do it. Let's do that one. Ask because it. I think I, I'm, I think I'm actually going to have a question or an answer that isn't close to yours. Okay. Um, but I, I love what you have to say on the subject. So, okay. So Brent Galloway, hi Brent, asked, showing up is very important. But what are your thoughts on podcasting in seasons? What if I'm interested in sharing content through audio, but I don't see myself becoming a full-time podcaster? Would audio snippets be a good medium, like a blog post in audio format? So I'm going to say that you can do whatever you want. And you and you should. You know, I do screencasts sometimes, not on a regular basis, but I do... We need like, on my show, we need a soundbite before I say anything that says... You can do whatever you want. You, uh, okay. <laughs> I, oh, I just said it, so we'll cut that out. Hang on, marker. You know, I've been having a dis an ongoing discussion with my band about consistency. So I play in a punk rock band called Not Half Bad. And I've been trying to push them towards putting out content on a regular basis because I've seen how well it's worked for podcasters, for people who produce video, for other bands. You know, a typical release cycle for bands... A lot of the time is, you know, you do an album once every year or once every two years, sometimes once every three or five. And you can do that. But the I see the bands that stick in people's minds and that are that have really engaged audiences are the ones that are putting out something on a regular basis, whether it's their writing or they're interacting with people on Twitter or they're just recording and releasing songs on their own. I love I actually would love to be in a band that put out a song a week. You know, who was it? Jonathan Mann that was doing the song a day. Am I right yeah, about that? Yeah. How much attention did that guy get because he was doing that? We have the technology. There is nothing holding us back from going and recording a song every week. Sure, it may not be super high quality. It may not sound like it was recorded in a $500,000 studio. But by doing something consistently and showing up 
and putting it out on a regular basis, you get better at that thing. People start to... Man, you're taking some of my harsh Sean steam. I don't know if I can keep it going. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm going to hand you're, it You're saying okay. all the things that... Okay, okay. Here, I'll go. Go, 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 go. There's nothing holding you back, like you said, except your lack of commitment and your planning to have pauses or seasons where you're not committing. You're planning that ahead of time. I think it's the, it's the poor man's way to podcast. Planning these seasons where you don't do it. Do you do your blog that way? Am I going to plan out seasons of my blog? Like, you know, I'm just going to go on this little sprint and stay consistent with my blog and then I'm going to not be consistent. I mean, like we said, let's let's reiterate the precursor to all this. You can do whatever you want. We're just here to help you. We're here to help you be effective and grow your audience. I say if you want to grow an audience, if you care about making a name for yourself, making a show that's successful, then you need to show up every week. Not every other week, not once a month. Again, you can do whatever you want, mm -hmm. but people think in weekly terms. Their, their life resets. They, they live their life in weekly cycles. They watch TV shows every week. This is how they think. If you've got a show that's every other Wednesday or the second Wednesday of the month, that confuses people. And if you ever missed an episode, they're like, well, are you going to make up for it next time, two weeks from now or next week? And you don't want your audience to have to think. You've got to simplify it for them. Wednesday, new show. Tuesday, new show. That way they know it's coming. People crave this. They want reliability and routine. That's why they, they listen to podcasts every week. Uh, so many people, they, they don't look at the title. They just hit next. They want to hear their podcast. They want to watch their show. Regardless of the topic, once they're in, they're in. And you have them. They're hooked. You're three inches from their ear. You have an opportunity to speak a message to them and provide value. So if you want to grow an audience, show up consistently. I see all these people doing podcast seasons because I don't know. What was the one? I've never even heard it. Is it cereal? <laughs> I, uh, oh, cereal yeah. does. Cereal does seasons. So now it's cool. Someone else does an hour long show. So now it's cool. Someone else does a 15 minute show. So now it's cool. I want to do that. Instead of doing what's cool or doing what other people are doing or doing what's easy or planning to not show up, how about start with a commitment to show up consistently? Because that's where your audience is going to come from. If you, if you have a season and you stop providing value, everything resets. Mm -hmm. Sure, you're going to have some diehards that discover you a year later, a season later, a quarter later, a month later, and they'll slowly come back but it affects their perception of you and your brand and how committed you are. That's all I got, Aaron. I'll stop there. No, no, you're right. You know, so I'm, I'm only a little bit ashamed to admit that I binge watched House of Cards last month. Like I went through three seasons of that in a month and a half, maybe less. Great show. I think awesome show. very few people did not binge watch. <laughs> right, right. But do you know... How much I've thought about that show since I finished the final, you know, no spoilers, but the final episode of whatever the last season was, three, I think. Mm, interesting. I've thought about it maybe twice in the past month. Mm. Whereas before, you got to think about that. You got to think about uh, these little, they're almost little like little earworms. It's like you're, you're getting in someone's mind for a second. When you're putting out content consistently, you're, you're just, you're, 
popping up to say hello in that person's mind. It's like, hey, remember me? Still here. You know, cool. Whereas if you're doing seasons, yeah, somebody will be deeply engaged with you for the length of that season. And that's fine. You know, I, I, I love what you said. Do what, do what you think works. I've seen the success you've had with the Sean West podcast by showing up twice a week, every week for a year. What is it, a year and a half now? Yep. So many, so many, you've built a whole community of really awesome, engaged people. And we hang out and talk every day. 24 7 so it worked for you do you know you guys are welcome to try whatever you want to try i'm going to show up every week because in my mind it cements that this is the thing that i do on a regular basis not just when i feel like it it's a thing that i do what can people expect when can people expect this show well and unless anything changes, I'm going to be recording Monday mornings at 1030, streaming live in the community, and then also releasing, what was it, Mondays? Does this does it also go out Monday? Uh, I, was that the plan? I think that was the plan. I think that's the plan. <laughs> so, releasing, so releasing Mondays as well. So Podcast Dude is Mondays. Podcast Dude is Mondays. And then Sean West is Tuesday and Thursdays. Lambo Goal. Yep. Lambo Goal is Wednesdays. In the Boat with Ben. Yep. Fridays. So like, I guess every day, every day, Corey is going to have to be Saturday. <laughs> Maybe. No, I don't know. Corey. Eventually, we, eventually we won't have different days. There's just going to be too much. Yeah. I and mean, we'll just, we'll have some, uh, we'll Corey and Aaron on Monday, Ian, uh, ENFP on Mondays. Hmm. Uh, anyways, so ne- never go full ENFP. All right. I, w- I want to say I saw so many questions. It was overwhelming. Thank you guys for the questions. I'm going to save all of them and either answer them in a future episode, or maybe I'll shoot you an email if I have your email address. Uh, so thank you guys for that. I really appreciate it. And everyone in the community hanging out. If I'm going to say, let's go ahead and wrap this up. All right, cool, man. Where, where can people find this show online? You can go to thepodcastdude.com. And if you have any questions for me, shoot me an email at aaron at thepodcastdude.com. I love getting emails. I love talking to people. There's a lot of stuff on my site. You can go see all that. Visit uh, visit seanwest.com slash community and learn more about this really, really awesome thing Sean's got going. Now, what what is it about the community that relates to this show? Well, for one, we stream it live to the community. So we're hanging out with dozens of people right now, talking, they're, they're chatting, asking questions, all that stuff. It's amazing. But the community is just a really amazing, smart group of people. Honestly, they're like the friends that I wish I had five years ago. Because everything I've learned from your podcast and the people in the community has really been life-changing. And I, I can't recommend it enough for people. Also worth noting, this this podcast is going to be sponsor-free. Oh, man, that's right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I'm going to have you back to do a show about sponsors and money. I'm looking forward to that. I, I, those, those are good topics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've got some great stuff to say. But you're right. This is, this is supported by people in the community. They pay a, they pay a monthly membership fee. And it's, it's worth so much more. But they're, you know, I really appreciate that. And we want to we just provide straight value, like 100% jam-packed, straight through, no breaks, <laughs> just doing it live. I love it. Yeah. So, um, oh, okay. One more thing. One more thing. If you guys found this valuable, if it was helpful to you in any way, 
please head over to the podcastdude.com slash iTunes and leave a review. I will take all reviews, hopefully five stars, but I, I really just want to know what you guys think and what you need. How can I help you? That's that's my question to you, listener. Especially if you're listening when this launches, it really helps out a lot, especially when the show is just submitted mm-hmm. to iTunes. Um, but of course, later on as well, it's very helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, who knows if they're if someone just discovered this and I'm 50 episodes in, it's still great. It's, you know, this is two years, two years from now. Someone's <sighs> going to discover this, like we said. Yeah, maybe maybe someday I'll step it up and do two episodes a week. Who knows? Well, don't be crazy. No, it, that's crazy. Nobody can do that. Man, I'm excited for your show. Thank you. This was fun. Thanks for having me on. I'm, I, I definitely want to be back whenever you'll have me. It'll be often. Okay. All right, man. I will talk to you later. All right. Talk to you soon. after show all right so we get relax a little bit and maybe talk to the community members some more yeah there you go what's up guys how did i do pause for 15 seconds (laughs) right (laughs) no actually the delay is only like two seconds or well they got to type yeah yeah. although i know i know a lot of them are very fast typers i think they like it oh thank you guys Okay, let's. I'm going to answer Brent's question. Okay. How are we supposed to get any work done if there's shows every day? Listening live is too good to miss. Well, that's just it. We're, the goal is to provide too much value. <laughs> and then you, you just get to pick from it. I mean, that's a pretty good problem to have. I mean, hopefully, eventually, you don't, you don't have to go anywhere else for stuff, right? Yeah, you know, also, we, we've got we, it all here. Go we, ahead. We want people to feel guilty that they don't have enough time to listen to all the great content. I don't know what to say. You should be no, ashamed uh, it, of yourself. Well, see, my my goal wasn't to make only make as much content as one person can consume. It's like, you know, what? I, I, I'm not I don't believe that every single show is going to be valuable to every single person. And that's OK. Yeah. yeah. You know, may, yeah. maybe maybe in the boat with Ben isn't for you. Maybe Lambo goal isn't for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, that that's this show, fine. This show is not going to be for a lot of people. That's true. Maybe some people don't want to start a podcast or they don't want to right now, but they at least know that this resource is there when they, they need it. If <laughs> Justin says, if you came across a value berry bush, you wouldn't pull off every single berry and eat it all at once. <laughs> What's happening? I don't know. I think I'm just starring it, though. Oh, you got to star that. <laughs> but you're right. You know what? What I what I do want to do, and what I think. Okay, this this ties into something else that a lot of people actually say. That, you know, I don't I don't think my show is going to be successful. I don't think it's going to reach the kind of numbers that I want. I bands have this problem too, right? It's like, well, not a, there's not a big enough market for it. 
there's not enough people that want what I have to give. How about you focus on doing a great job for the for the audience you you could have or that you do have? Focus on doing a good job for the the few people that care about your show. Don't worry about the millions of other people out there that that may not that it may not be relevant to. Do the best you can with what with what you are doing. Are you still providing value? This is the after show. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, our after shows are like normal podcasts. <laughs> we, you, there's just there's not as much pressure to make it great. We can joke around. Yeah, value berries all over the face. That's the new famous is when your your comment gets mentioned on the show. The yeah. stars just skyrocket. Yeah, that's great. You know, social proof. I'm I'm having a hard time not answering questions. Samantha just asked asked kind of an interesting question. Am I going to launch with five episodes, Sean? I think we're planning on doing three. Three, because I did five and just don't. <laughs> what? It's too, Wait. Number one, it's too much, uh-huh. especially by our standards, if you're going to do show notes. Mm-hmm. Number two, people also feel overwhelmed. Right, right. Some, some guy, when I launched it, was in the UK, and I guess it was like 2 a.m. there, and he's like, I was going to go to bed, and now I got five episodes to listen to. I'm like... What are you? What are you doing? Like House of Cards come out. I gotta watch all the episodes. I guess that's what people do. So like for me, I mean, as far as doing really well in iTunes or whatever, I think there's kind of diminishing returns, like beyond three, three to five. It doesn't really matter. But you want to launch with a few, right? But you know, I I think that the point, the reason that people do that is that so there's there's higher download numbers. You know, there's more the rankings, I guess, like the the stars and all that stuff, and and that's all well and good. But that initial push doesn't mean anything if you're not focused on showing up consistently and providing value over the long term. And and I've I've got this from you. I'm now far more long term oriented. I think in terms of fifty or a hundred episodes, mm-hmm. rather than let's just make a big big splash and get a bunch of people, a bunch of audience. I I, I have faith, and this is true for the the music I play now. I have faith that if I show up and I do the best that I can, that the people that are going to find that valuable will eventually find it. And they will listen and they will appreciate the effort I've made. And it's going to take time. But nothing nothing good comes easy. So, yeah. So, it's it's that's the thing you can do, launching with five episodes. I think we're going to launch with three. I think it's going to be fine. I think more importantly, you got to think about showing up every week and doing something good. And that's what this show is going to be about. But thank you for the question, Samantha. And thank the rest of you guys for all the questions that I'm now going to have to backlog and save. Yeah, someday Justin's going to make a feature where we can filter those, sort sort by starred, which will be awesome during yeah. live shows. Yeah. And, and he said he's going to make it so... The people that are live that, that are actually broadcasting, they'll be somehow pinned on the right in the people list. So that's that'll gonna be, be sweet. That's gonna be rad. Yeah, because I have to go over to the chat and like move my mouse around so like I don't go idle during the show. Such Sean's a, doing a show and he's idle. So like, oh great. So poor person. Something like that. Yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about? I was actually gonna answer another one of Samantha's questions. No, you're good. You're good. Okay, cool. She says she doesn't leave reviews and she listens on websites. And I, this is actually pretty common. A lot of people listen to uh, podcasts on websites. They'll just go. And I think this is, 
Well, let me ask you, let me ask you a question, Samantha. How long have you been listening to podcasts? Because I, I want to say it's, that's maybe something that people are sort of new to podcasting do because you realize that if you're on the go a lot, like for me, I don't hardly ever listen on my laptop because if I'm on my laptop, I'm working. And the times that I listen to podcasts is, okay, yeah. So so Samantha only listens to the Sean West podcast. And the, the, the benefit of having a podcast player on your phone is that you can subscribe to a bunch of other podcasts. And really, Sean West podcast is the only podcast you need. You know, maybe some of the other ones on the network, but... Like that's the only one you need to subscribe to. No, but there... so so to to kind of answer the iTunes thing, there's a lot of n- not a lot, but there are a good number of people that don't listen in iTunes. What yeah. I mean is iTunes is kind of the de facto standard for podcasts, and most people listen through that. Well, okay, like I well, was looking at stats yesterday at the Shop Talk show, and about half of the people listen. I think it was forty five percent listen on the podcast app on their f- iPhones. Yeah, yeah, same here. So, and the and the reason people have podcast apps like Overcast, I use Castro. There's a bunch of different podcast apps. The a default one is just podcasts on the iPhone, but because you can subscribe to a show and the new episodes are downloaded automatically, usually with show notes, although not as nicely formatted as the website, I don't think. But so you don't have to worry about finding the the new episodes when they come out. It just you'd hit a refresh button and everything gets downloaded. So it's just more convenient for people that are on the go that say you don't have an internet connection all the time. If you go off into the woods, you can still listen to podcasts. So that's why people use downloads. As far as ratings go, I would say you're a bad podcast listener because you're not leaving ratings. I'm only partially joking. Like if, if you enjoy a show, it really does help the shows if you go and rank them if you leave a review. Well, let me let me finish what I was going to say. Go ahead. So whether or not you listen in iTunes, I don't. I listen in the podcast app, but even the podcast app shows reviews from the iTunes store. You can leave a review in the podcast app yes. on your iPhone. And because this is the it's the standard, right? Everyone uses iTunes. It's where most people discover it. That's where the social proof is. So even if you listen on the website, you're helping the show out by making it show up more prominently in the most common place that it that it's shown. It's just like on Amazon. Sellers yes. will try and get you to, hey, you know, you bought my book early on my website. Would you mind leaving a review on Amazon? Because that's where so many more people discover it, right? Yes, yes. No, absolutely. When I when I first started listening to podcasts back in 2009 or 2010, I think, I was going through the app store and I would go to a, I would go to a topic like marketing and then I would look at the first four or five podcasts that were highly ranked. So who had the most stars? Did you know there's a new category like very recently added in iTunes for podcasts? Yes, I did. Like podcasting podcasts? Is there like seven or eight of them in there now? I I don't know how many are, but I thought that was so cool. I saw that. I did see that a while ago and there's going to be more, but I will be very, very angry with you people if (laughs) I am not first on that list within a couple weeks of well okay no I you know I'll give it 10 or 15 episodes if you guys you know there are even there are even other websites and services that pull <laughs> reviews from iTunes yes so you they you, are it, important yeah everyone refers to iTunes yeah no it's it is so it is really important so that it's really it's really about supporting the people who are doing things that you agree with that you like 
even if it's just, you know, and if you're not going to leave a review, shoot the people an email because you don't know if like someone's having a bad day, if they're thinking about throwing in the towel, you could, you could write in and say, Hey, I really appreciate you sharing this stuff that you shared and you showing up every week to produce this. This is, it's kind of about you in a way about showing that appreciation, but it, it helps everyone. So I would encourage everyone to leave reviews for podcasts that are doing a good job. And there are really a lot of good podcasts out there. So is that the show? I think I think that's good, man. It's Thank hard to you, leave, uh, isn't it? Yeah, I, I like it. But, you know, leave them wanting more. Leave myself wanting more. I'm excited to do this again next week. All right, man. So this is this is goodbye. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Yeah, thank you, guys. All right, see ya. Bye-bye.